Lifetime Live with Griselda Tutumashe. It's Friday. We did ask you to just take it easy and ask you to uh, send us a WhatsApp voice note on 0614-104-107. And here's uh, Tina Sizwe. Oh, wow. How I wish you added your name um, so that we get to acknowledge you. And thank you so much. That was beautiful. John, that was was awesome. I'm emotional right now. I know. You can't see it, but I'm crying on the inside. (laughs) I'm crying deeply on the inside. So sad. Beautiful, but sad. Why do we love sad things? We do. We, We respond so well to sadness. It's like I now want to go to a funeral. I just I feel like I need it's Friday. I want to just leave the office, bury someone, get some snacks, a couple of drinks, you know, put someone in the ground, plant them, see if we can make a little human tree, you know, pop up overnight. How sad. Beautiful. Oh. Haunting. <laughs> well, sometimes I wonder <laughs> how am I supposed to have a conversation with you? <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> so where do you get your material? Everywhere. Um, I listen to songs. I lie in the bath. I, I consider my you know things in studio. Read the news we were just watching now. Anywhere. It's just. It's just. It's the, the material just it falls out of the sky. It's amazing. I just love being. I love being human. Yeah. Because I think we are the strangest creature ever. And when did you discover that you actually are funny? I think it was at a youngish age. I wasn't a very typical schoolboy. I went to a very um, like a government school in the 80s, and um, that wasn't a great time. Uh, obviously, a lot of mad people were in charge, and uh, and so I didn't fit in. Um, and uh, they had weird ideas like rugby. I, I didn't know why. I, st- I played for four years, Griselda. I don't. I still don't know how it works. I don't know what the rules are. I still don't know. Like when I'm watching, it's I don't know why. Violent though. It's super violent. You basically, it's it's a bunch of young men fighting over a piece of leather to give each other spinal injuries. It makes no sense to me whatsoever. And head injuries. Exactly, and concussion and and uh, intracranial ble- bleeding. And this is all to prove somehow that they are wholesome strong. and strong. And it's really just anthropology playing out in front of us. It's it's pointless. So, I mean, you then decide that I'm going to do this um, for a living. Mm. And um, you've been doing this since uh, the dawn of democracy. Yes. And that would mean you know South Africa um, by now. I'm fairly familiar with, with familiar some of the, some with of it, South yeah. African things. And yes. what are some of the uh, weirdest things that you've shared on stage and thought, oh, how odd. Um, uh, what's amazing is our leadership ceases. Uh, it never ceases to be flawed, regardless of who's in charge. And Peter Dirk A said a beautiful thing. He said, um, the further up the pole of ambition you climb, the more of your bum we can see. <laughs> and and that is a magnificent comment on on how politics... Like you just watch the rise of these from like fairly quiet, mousy white lady to this creature called Helen Zilla that we just now have 
We don't know what's going on. It's like a it's like a like a monster with Botox. And she has this little um plaything called Moosey and um that's odd. Then on the other side you've got the the strange the answer to the the monster called Helenzilla instead of Godzilla, Helenzilla. And on the other side you've got um Juju, the mighty Juju. And here's this little guy, you know, Mboiseni. It's you know, it's just this incredible collection of interesting creatures that run the country, really, you know. So you cannot help but just You can't help it, you just you laugh and if you don't laugh you die, basically. <laughs> you know. That's just it. Yes. Uh, do you, do you ever feel? Uh, I mean, take us back to your very first moment on stage, right? And where you looked at the audience, wasn't sure. Yes, I'm I'm funny, maybe with my family, my friends. Yes. And are they going to? Didn't go well. <laughs> the first two years were not easy. I have to say, <laughs> difficult. Two years. <laughs> but you kept going, on going. Why? Because I have a really thick skin, and I'm basically unemployable. So so I had to. <laughs> This had to be my job. There was no, I didn't really, the school said I should leave eventually. I, they, I wasn't finished. They didn't wait for me to finish. They just said, look, we've had a meeting. Can you just leave or we're going to throw you out? And I thought, well, you know what? I don't want to be here. You don't want me here. It's your school. Yeah. You stay. I'll go. Let me go. It's easier than all of you leaving. And I remember the headmaster as I left saying, you won't amount to anything. And oh, he's, wow. he's, well, he's dead. <laughs> he amounted to very little. It's a small little urn. Um, on someone's mantelpiece so he really didn't amount to a lot after all um, I think there's a little bit of hip bone left but mostly ash so um, careful what you wish for others exactly it might just come karma is a monster exactly exactly and so, um, so you're regarded as a, a, a comedian overweight what right. does that expression mean a comedian over weight Overweight. They're saying that you are a like a heavyweight type. I think. Oh, like a heavy. Well, I don't really know what it means. I mean, I've <laughs> lost quite a lot of weight uh, in my life. Uh, I used to be a lot bigger. Um, I don't know what that means in South Africa because I don't. It means believe you're big. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You see, I don't believe in fame. <laughs> I don't believe in any of the. I don't think we have celebrities for real. We have like Twitter phenomenons uh, in this country, but uh, you know, I don't think fame or. There's no like big star hierarchy system yeah, yeah. in comedy. So I just do what I love. And if people like it, that's great. If I see people in like out and about and they say, hey, can we have a, like I always say yes, because uh, that's very cool. One of the things I've always wanted to do is, is when a person calls you live on air, right. we answer and we get them Shall to, I, sh please but do. But this guy could say some very rude language. <laughs> I don't want to get you into trouble. He's a wonderful comedy writer called Christopher but We Stenkamp. put a disclaimer before the conversation. Do you? What, yeah, whatever. Of everyone who phoned, yeah. I wouldn't have put them on it. Like, I just, we've just met. It's going so well. I love your headdress. And now suddenly I'm going to get you into a hearing. It's, everything is new here. It's the new SABC. There's no cloudy running around. Policy. Exactly. The policy is being formulated. Let's not get you, let's not make you an enema of the state. Enema of the state. <laughs> I know there are a lot of people listening to this conversation needing an anim. Really? Oh, my word. Well, wherever you are, just relax. Let it all go. Let it all go. It's Friday. We can't harm you. These are just words. It's just designed to make your life a little bit easier and more fun. That's just it, right? People do take themselves very seriously. And can I tell you, that's the perfect breeding ground for comedy. Because when you find people who take themselves too seriously, that's who you take down. It's very hard to take down a member of the audience who's happy with themselves. That's just it. Do you know That's what I mean? So like you bubbling with life force. I can see you're just a happy, 
You're a happy human. It's fantastic. And that's why I love life. Well done. You can't love what you're not living and Absolutely. experiencing. Yes. Now, let, let's talk about um, the dark period in your life. Right. Um, and for a person who's funny, to find yes. yourself in a place where things were not so funny. No, they weren't. They were quite uh, dark. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, I mean, I, I did. I went through a patch where I drank a lot and uh, and then I, I did, I did I got quite involved in drug addiction. Um, and so that was a big spiral, uh, yeah. which is an, I don't recommend to anyone. Uh, don't do it if you can avoid it. Um, what was your turning point? Because um, people wait until, I mean, you down they yes to just say this is not where i want to be well it's difficult because when you make people laugh everyone assumes everything's great so every night's a party everything's fun i'm That's supposed it. to be mad but i was actually coming apart like at the seams so um mm. it was when i stopped enjoying my work that ah. if i really am honest and i wish it wasn't that i wish it had been yeah. like my daughter or something really mm. important but um sadly but that's are, equally important because if you're course. not going to um i mean if you're not going to work uh so that you can earn a living and have a decent uh living yes um, then sure you become uh, a useless father yeah, absolutely in my relationship with so, so so but sadly that's what addicts um are like we, we are mm. very um can be very selfish and quite blinded by that thing mm. so but luckily uh that was a long time ago so 14 or 15 years i forget now but mm. i haven't done any drinking or drugging in that time and i have a great relationship with my daughter uh, we we've very good we have had for quite a long time uh, so that's good but it was it was it in was, fact, it was a work. conscious choice for you that i would rather be a better father a better partner um, than be yes. a better friend to addiction absolutely which is commendable yeah absolutely uh, now fast forward um, right. as a person who does productions um, mm. for comedy yes. uh, what do you look out for uh, what do you regard as talent because obviously someone sends or maybe you'll you'll, you'll tell us uh, someone sends a sample yes. and how does it work so it's quite a long process I wish it was that simple people have this fantasy that you meet someone and they say four words and you go oh my word they're hilarious that is funny and then the next day they're getting a Bentley um, <laughs> it doesn't really work like that when I watch new talent um, even if I watch them for like a set at a club there's so many things that can go wrong there's so many different so I have to watch someone a lot like I have to watch someone regularly for six months or so mm -hmm. and then I can have an opinion I always find comedians who watch someone for three minutes and then go oh do you know what you should do I don't like those comedians because mm. that's often an average comedian giving a new comedian advice I think you've got to watch someone a long time and get to understand what they're like okay. and then you've got to explain the reality of the market in this country it is not a huge market do you know what I mean mm -hmm. the gap between the top earner in this country and say a medium earner in America and then let's say someone like Trevor who skipped a few steps and went straight to the top it's not realistic it's great to dream it's yeah. wonderful to have a dream but to understand the, the scope of that jump yeah it's that's like maybe two or three in a generation maybe the mm. good news is that increasingly there's more focus on comedy coming out of Africa by the world so thank you uh. Wakanda big um, bonus thank you Trevor big bonus to what's yeah. coming out of Africa um, Basketmouth coming out of Nigeria mm. he's a global phenomenon now mm. very funny guy in Uganda called Salvador he's very funny um, so it is getting better but, but to the people who want to do comedy go and find an, a club ask for an open spot which means it's a free you don't get paid Yeah. and expect to n not be great at first and then you might get better and then you might get worse again and then you get mm. better just, it's about persevering and just yeah, trying yeah. hard and getting as much time on stage as you can so that's advice to that person 
Mm. What's your secret to staying power? Because, I mean, democracy is now an adult. A democracy is an adult? Yeah. I feel like it might not be an adult yet. I think it's a problem child. It's like a teenager at the <laughs> moment who wants to go out late and break things. And Could it be late adolescence then? Because, I mean, she's what, 24? 20, you're right. Actually, it's time to leave home. You, your mother and I have had a conversation. She's old now. Yeah, you're right. It is a bit old. I just feel we're getting the maturity signs. Like now there's opposition forming. You've got the EFF providing more input into the kind of running of things. You've got the DA trying its very best not to collapse. You've got the ANC that's being revamped. So yes, I agree. I think I think it's so. My um, secret is number one: I truly love what I do. Uh, number two: I um, I believe in reinvention and I believe in um, disruption. That's why my last uh-huh. show was called The Good Racist for that exact reason, and my new show called Brain Dump continues on that pathway of so now you've already responded to my next question because i wanted to know about the good races okay well i'll tell you (laughs) as soon as you brought it up um (laughs) i know so a lot of people say how can you call the show good races well exactly i wanted that reaction because there is this assumption in the world that you can solve problems in 128 characters in a tweet and it's wrong it's so wrong and and also the assumption of what a racist is Mm. um my f- feeling as a 45-year-old white South African uh, privileged, uh, illegally person, um, um, and that's you know the that's truth. know that's funny, right? It is funny, but it's also <laughs> the truth. And, and um, I acknowledge that. And I also acknowledge that I was raised in the 80s in South Africa, which wasn't a very – it did make no sense to a child because my par- everyone, everyone, every rule told me that black people were dangerous, incompetent, and evil. Then my parents but went to work all day one. and left me with one. You see <laughs> – who I still call mom, so I'm not okay. And and uh, so in in addiction, you learn that the first way to deal with a problem is acknowledge it. Yeah. So I am the product of racism. Whether I'm trying to be progressive or not, mm-hmm. I carry structural DNA of, of that racism. So the first thing I have to do to people is acknowledge my inner history as a racist, yeah. and then we can talk about it. We don't start this hysterical conversation over a cap- How dare you call me a racist? Well, if you've read history, you are a racist. So, so, so let's just start with that. So, so that's why I called the show The Good Racist, because I want to be the one who it woke up and went, oh, I see where I come from. Let's move forward. So that was that. Yeah. It's a lot of reading, a lot of research, actually. And because people assume that because you have a race, yeah. that you're an expert on racism. That's it. It's not true. You can't talk about blackness if you're not from blackness. That's it. I don't have any experience of it. So yeah. I can't comment yeah. on, you know, when are you people And you can't gonna, even tell me how to be. I yeah, can't. I have that no. expression. I have when no. are you people? You people, what, what do you mean? mean? Exactly. Rather listen in the conversation. Yeah. Don't tell. So I am. I am. I read a lot of books by young South Africans, mm-hmm. great thinkers. Um, I found out about the Roads Must Fall campaign and, and what that really means. And it's yeah. a it's a very um, academically sound argument. That's it. I know people broke some stuff. Oh, everyone's broken stuff. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. I burn a few paintings. We'll paint more. It's fine. <laughs> Calm down. Well, they're burning books. Well, it doesn't matter. We've got them all digitally. Stop it. Get a Kindle. Grow up. Um, um, y- you know, and and so I am. Um, I started oh, learning from contemporary South Africans who are smart, and it was amazing. It's oh. been an amazing journey. Yeah. And, and you know, as we have these conversations, looking at what's happening in Kimberley right now, right. so sad that we are so violent and, and vicious mm. in, in expressing ourselves. Yes. You've just talked about things that, that are very touchy to our history yes. and, and us as a people, but in a way that is constructive. 
Yeah. Why can't we do that? But I just so I'm excited when my comedy can give you the chance to come to my show and laugh, but think a bit, and then on the way yeah. home in the car, just have a conversation that and about this stuff. Just have two people driving home going, I never thought about it. Like maybe it. we just that, just yeah. start that because I can't, I can't give you the answer. I don't know the answer, but, but I let's just know. question things. Absolutely. All right. Uh, we invite you to join the conversation on 0891-104-207. We also welcome your WhatsApp voice note. You don't have to sing this time around. 0614-104-107. And uh, we're both on Twitter and Facebook at SAFM Radio. And you can hashtag SAFM Lifetime Live or SMS 40938. SMS is charged at 150. And right now we are going to um, go to the news headlines uh, with Uzile Sako. Let's have the conversation. 0891-104-207. Now he's won the first ever stand-up uh, of the year award uh, from the South African um, Comedy Awards in 2007 and went on to co-found uh, the Comics uh, Choice Award in 2011. It takes one to know one uh, <laughs> when you recognize talent. Uh, he holds a rare distinction of uh, being the only South African stand-up comedy a comic uh, to have performed at the Royal Albert Hall in um, uh, the Hammersmith Apollo I mean, Lyric Theatre. I've always looked at that and I thought, what will it take for one to just grace that stage? Money. What was that like? You book it and then you just go there. No, I didn't book it. Uh, <laughs> so that's a, a weird quote. I, I basically, that quote's about I've performed at a whole lot of different places that people yeah. haven't. Uh, it's amazing. It's really amazing to perform. Like I've had some cool stuff. I got to play the Royal Albert Hall, the Lyric Theatre. Yeah, played yeah, Best yeah. of the Fest in Sydney and Melbourne. I got to meet Madiba because of my comedy, which was very cool before he passed away. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's just a thing of doing what you love. You know, just loving the opportunity like I genuinely love having a microphone in my hand mm. and having the freedom to just talk to a group of people that want to hear what I've got to say and it's amazing uh, I mean you're giving meaning to that saying that your passion pays the bills mm. Mm. and not everyone gets that and I understand mm. that because a lot of motivational speakers say do what you love for money okay but not everyone gets that chance That's so it. on top of talent and hard work you also need some luck that's so true. And and I never forget that. I feel that. like Trevor was just damn lucky. <laughs> well, you know, look, there are, there are several things that happened in, in his life that I think pointed him to there. There's a lot of talent, technical mm. talent. Yeah. There's an incredible will yeah, to, to yeah. do it. And passion. Absolutely. There's an element of big game. He's got that big game mentality that I don't think many other comics in this country have had yet. There are other comics following in his tradition. Um, Lois Gawler is one of Lois my favorite Gawler comedians. Is one of them, yeah. He's such a good. Robbie Collins from Durban. He, I mean, I've known Robbie since he was young. He's played. I've just have been. David Gow. David Cow is amazing. Mm. He's yeah. playing overseas every night. Lois Madinga's just got a deal to do something with Netflix. Uh, Tumi Murake is going to do a Netflix special. Oh yeah. Riyad Musa. So it's just, it's just amazing to watch this thing flower. You know, it's it's, That's it's awesome. It. And to know that you've been there mm. all along. Um, Sesh uh, Gala Gala uh, Gala Gala, uh, that's a, a tweet handle, <laughs> says, um, please ask the guest how does um, he find it when people just don't take him serious um, because he's a comedian, uh, even when he's serious. Right. Um, because I wanted to be a comedian, um, but uh, 
people didn't take me serious. Oh, duh. Oh, shame. Sorry, Shish. Um, <laughs> you know, you've got to just pick your moments and, and you've got to learn how to communicate so people know when you are being serious and when you're back. When I'm a dad to my daughter, I'm, you know, she knows when I'm being serious. Um, I teach people. I teach at the Henley Business School and I teach people take it fairly seriously. Um, um, so it's all about just being clear on, mm. on when I'm joking and when I'm not. But why is around. it that, uh, I mean, when you entered, I just wanted to laugh by just looking at you. Is it maybe in my head? I think it's we have a weird chemistry between <laughs> us. I feel, I don't know if you're married, but I feel there may be some sort of not. Oh, you see what a pro. I couldn't even, I can't even afford to compete with this guy. Look at that ring. Jeez, well done. You've done so well. You've got the ring and the hat. I mean, it's very hard to compete. Very difficult. But I just felt we had a chemistry. Can we go to the lines? We can if you want. <laughs> Yanush, you're joining us from Cape Town. Good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon. Hi. I think I never had the chance to, to witness the, uh, the comedian. Perhaps uh, I'm from Cape Town, and uh, next time, if you're going to be there, I would like to know and w- what's going to happen. But the, the point is, when I listen to you, sir, you're immediately catching the, uh, I think, the, the surrounding areas, which is good for the community because sometimes they just read and they say what they're supposed to say, not in, in, in being around, like you mentioned about now about the head and everything. Uh-huh. But a good person, good comedian, very often should quickly, should quickly catch what's happening and take a take a stand on that about it. But also, very often comedians, <laughs> of, they, you know, what they do, they, they let's say they've got pocket. Usually, when you go to the comedians uh, 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 to the theater, they ask you. Are you from there? Who is from there? Who is from there? From from yeah. England, whatever you know. And sometimes they make a jokes about <laughs> the, these people from England. I, I'm from Poland. Sometimes when when it's too much of criticism or make funny, it's not it's not not proper. I think so. Right. I think and many many comedians abuse it. They they think they make fun, but uh, for the people like for from the specific country, when are they criticize or make them jokes about them, it's not nice. I hope you're not doing this. But otherwise, I think that we need comedians uh, for also for the political reasons because what you, you mentioned before, what we mentioned about this this um, violence in, but I, I think it's it's politically controlled, manipulated. So I think that's why we got such a such an output and such a bad uh, you know situation and so i wish you all the best uh, when you're going to be in cape town i would like to see you thank you thank you very much i will be in cape town i'm not sure of the dates but uh my new show called brain dump will be at the fire and ice hotel uh in the next two months or so all right let's talk about what you up to next right so i started a show <laughs> after my show That's about race right. It was quite heavy. I nearly cancelled the good races because I, I got Ooh. into such a dark, like I was, I got to the part about slavery and the commercialization mm. of it. It's just a very sad and, and, and horrific chapter in human, uh, the, the, you know, humanity, basically. Um, but I pushed through and, and did the show. So afterwards, I wanted to do something a bit lighter. So I thought, well, I love researching. Let me research the human brain because ultimately we all have one and it's crazy, except for Steve Hoffman, but everyone else has a brain. So so, so we thought, well, let me do that. And and that's what came out, the show called Brain Dump, where I've, I've read a lot about the brain. And then, you know, I was like two months into reading and then my dad actually had a stroke and, and, and it was quite oh, a bad man. stroke. So, but, you know, I mean... We're just that kind of family where he's going to be okay. Uh, he's he's taken a, a knock, but I spend a lot of time with him. We're very close. And and um, and he was lying in the hospital. And I said, Dad, like you don't have to take my research so seriously. I, I could have just read about this. 
and he started laughing in bed. His one like oh shoulder was like was like shaking. And, and oh, I'm with him that a lot. must have been a moment. It was. It, it, oh. It's quite special. We, we have a, a good bond. But he. Um, <laughs> so anyway, the, I don't want to scare people. He's going to be fine. He, he's doing a really good job of of of, of uh, recovering. But so it gave me an even bigger reason to research this topic because I wanted to understand what was happening with him. Yeah. And more than that, I was able to explain to him what what was going on and and how he's going to start getting better. Mm. And it actually started happening. So so wow. you know, your brain is a way of um, rebuilding pathways that are damaged called neuroplasticity. And and um, we watched it with his right arm. He couldn't move it at all just on the day it happened because I went straight to Durban. As soon as I heard he'd had the stroke, I went down and, and um, I said, look, don't panic because your arm will start to come back. And, and literally uh, two days later, he was gently moving his shoulder and now he's wow. moving his arm. So uh, it, it was just a great thing um, um, we made out of this. What a beautiful way to end this show. Well, you know, I thought that would probably be a good thank way to you. go. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Because I, I I, wanted to talk more about this marriage. I mean, are you happy? Is the marriage good? Do, do you sure we don't want to maybe... I mean, do I have <laughs> to meet I the guy? right along. I as can I get cows. Right I, can, I can buy a lot of cows. Do you have a Twitter handle? Um, I do. At, at 40 short. <laughs> all small. All letters. 40 short. Um, and that's my Twitter handle. And it's the same one on Instagram. Do I say John Vlismas? Do I, John Vlismas or that's, John Vlismas? I'll take all of those. All of you, these. But be, all, all of the above. above. Absolutely. Thank you. See, we Thank even finished so our much. sentences. <laughs> We've practically started a relationship. I mean, it's really going well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Coming up next, uh, we chow out loud. Um, and uh, here's Vaska um, by uh, Jasmine Thompson.